This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. Can you walk me through more of what challenges you faced while producing the initial version of the product? Um, and I also want to know how do you land on that sort of design style for SpinApp? It's very, it's very edgy. It's very different um, than what you typically get from a traditional uh, media player that you that maybe we use on a daily basis. Yeah, so maybe I'll go with the design side first. I think okay. like, one of the things uh, in the name is uh, SpinApp, which rhymes with WinApp. There was a music player app a decade mm. ago, which I suppose still exists today, <laughs> but it's no longer uh, as popular, called WinApp. And, and like it had this like old school retro style. I think that was a part of the design inspiration. Um, there's uh, like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Toolside. They, you know, launched initially as just like a little music radio app and they had like uh, you know, square uh, kind of retro style design. And like, we had a bit of inspiration from there. Um, and, and I think in general, like the design comes from, I, I think when we initially built SpinUp, we used this like uh, templates of like how to build a like template, like mobile app thing. And and like that had like a very generic hackery uh, technical style design where um, it was straightforward, like squares and lines and, um, I think uh, that, you know, a lot of it was like intentional in the sense of like, okay, we kind of like the style and wanted to kind of get inspired from it and, and these different sources, but a lot of it was incidental in the sense that we just wanted to like build stuff um, and work on improving and evolving the, the aesthetic in time. Um, and I think that's still true today where, you know, we'll certainly continue to evolve the aesthetic and design. And you've probably seen a bunch of that with like themes, which are not like, um, you know, that crazy in the sense, mostly like colors and, and skins and things, but um, evolving the design in um, kind of other ways to suit different artists and different users um, over time, I think is something that's naturally going to happen. Um, back to your technical question is like, what have been some of the interesting challenges? I think one thing with SpinUp that we've really like stuck to is ensuring that like all the infrastructure we build um, can continue to be aligned with the Web3 culture. And so what does that mean? That means that our infrastructure either lives on chain or if it lives off chain, it can be open source and it can be run by anyone and it can uh, be run in like a peer-to-peer network. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you look at uh, IPFS as an example of that, which, you know, most uh, people in the NFT scene are aware of, IPFS is, it's not on chain, it's an off-chain peer-to-peer network where people share content and that content automatically gets distributed uh, to a decentralized group of nodes. Um, and you've got the like two... I'd say like extreme size IPFS is an example where it's just pure content. There's no uh, real like computation or logic. And so you don't really need um, complex kind of consensus uh, algorithms. And so you don't need a blockchain. And then you've got the other extreme where it's like a layer one blockchain where um, there's a double spend problem. It's like a financial ledger and you need a consensus and you need that. And within that consensus, you need everyone in the world to agree on that consensus. Um, and to agree on an order of transactions. And so, so now SpinApp lives somewhere in the middle where um, we still need consensus. You know, uh, take the example of an artist uh, going and updating their name or updating their profile picture. Um, that, that's data that can change. There is some computation there and that they need to be able to like update their profile picture to a new one. Um, another example would be like, say, we want to show uh, a summary of like how many drops has this artist done? Six drops. Um, so you need to add up all their drops and there's like a little addition computation that happens there. Um, and so we're, mm. 
it, it's we still kind of require computation we require, require consensus there but we don't want to be a blockchain we don't want to have a full like um like bft consensus algorithm but on the other hand we don't want to be uh like a dumb kind of uh storage layer or a centralized system and so we the, the, one of the goals that we've kind of stuck to in our design for architecture is how can we find consensus for these kinds of simpler computations without requiring a, a blockchain and without requiring like traditional um web3 uh, system because as soon as you introduce a blockchain you've got a lot of uh, other complications that come to mind whether it's like scaling or uh like token related considerations um whatever it is and so the the, the main tool we use uh to do this is on the technical side it's called a crdt and it's essentially an algorithm that says um if everyone runs this algorithm everyone's gonna get to the same answer if we take like addition of the example uh if you see six drops i see six drops um you know, we know we just you know uh, add them up and we both get to the number six. Um, it's it's like a very simple um, formula. Just add up all the the drops and then get the total. Um, and so you don't. And so for me and you to agree on uh, like how many drops has an artist made, we both need, just need to know how to add in the same way. Uh, and we also need to see. Um, we actually have to have seen the drops. Uh, to know, but we don't need to like run this complex back and forth consensus to determine. Hey, do you agree about this or do you disagree about this? Um, it's you know the we we have a single source of truth of like if we've seen a drop, then we know it's true and we know how to add. Um, and so it's like a different st style of uh, consensus that doesn't require blockchain, but that does impose constraints on how we bought our index, or how we bought our architecture. Um, it. And it's been a, an interesting challenge that's like guided. Uh, a lot of the technical implementation of what we do. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.